This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray, a member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves and my daughter, Lauren Luna, mighty woman of God. I'm so happy to have her on with me today. She's a powerful uh, woman of the Lord and hears prophetically, and I'm just really excited to share her. She's a she's a gift from the Lord to me, and I'm going to share that gift with you today. This last Sunday, um, I preached on the covenant of grace, and um, God has really been taking me on a journey of exploring uh, the beauty of His grace, the power of His grace and love, and I really believe that this revelation the revelation of grace and God's the revelation of God's grace and God's love is so important to receiving and walking out your destiny. I believe it's one of the cornerstone revelations that we have to have. We are in the grace dispensation, so it's very important that we understand his grace. And let me just say this, a revelation of his grace will not invoke sin in your life, but it will actually draw you closer to the Lord and give you the power and the anointing to walk out holiness. So the lie that says that grace will make you more sinful, that's not God's grace. If that's going on, it's not God's grace. God's grace being being poured out over our lives and us receiving it, and then the revelation of that will draw us closer to the Lord and making holiness just a part of our lives. Righteousness, it will be easier to live for the Lord in a way that's pleasing to him. So Lord, I just thank you for your people today. I just pray supernatural blessing on everyone that signs on. I thank you for every prophetic word that will go out. I thank you for every uh, word of encouragement, uh, every corporate word in, in Jesus name. God, I just give you the praise and the glory. I pray, Lord, that you would literally go into the homes of everyone that's logged in today, that's logged in live, or that maybe logs in later. And God, that you would minister to them whatever they need by the power of the Holy Spirit. We know, God, that one word from you can change our lives. And we know, Lord, that it's not anything that we do in our flesh. We can do a lot of wonderful things, but it's actually a relationship with you that brings forth the fruit that we are longing for in our lives. And everybody say, amen. Uh, We're also typing for BPN uh, radio. We love you so much. Really soon, you're going to be able to have a channel where you can just dial in at any time and hear any of my programs. So you don't have to wait for my program to come up. But And when that is ready, we're going to let you know about that. But I want to read first. Um, a prophetic word that God gave me uh, Sunday um, for our church. And when I woke up this morning, the Lord said, not only do I want you to teach uh, on the power of, of my grace, 
but I also want you to release this prophetic word. So I'm going to release one. And then Lauren uh, this morning got a corporate word from the Lord as well. So we're going to start off with these two corporate words. In fact, I'm going to let you, Lauren, read yours first. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, you know, I'll, I'm just going to take you back just a minute because, you know, when I, a few few weeks back, um, the Holy Spirit was was speaking to me about a name, a new name he was giving me. And actually pr- earlier in the year, and I don't know if mom remembers, but there was a word that God spoke to, spoke um, over the church. Um, come, we're coming into a field of victory and God's bringing us into a field of victory. And I just, I'm, you know, you might be listening today and you might be, have walked through some fields that were not victorious, Yes. but I absolutely believe that this is your year for victory. And, you know, when I was seeking the Lord the other day, he said to me, your name is victory. Wow. And I started to, to seek that and just, just to, to search in the word about how we live victoriously. And, um, I feel that the word of the Lord today is to call, especially to the daughters, but to the sons also, call out the daughters of victory. You are called today to walk in victory. You're called to proclaim victory for your family and for your children, for your husband, for generations to come. You are called to walk in victory. This is the year of victory on the battlefield. And I just want to declare Psalms 24 through nine. I'm going to read it over you. This is your word for today. So if you're listening today, I want you to take this word and declare it over your family. Psalms 20 and four says, may God give you every desire of your heart and carry out your every plan as you go to battle. When you succeed, we will celebrate and shout for joy. Flags will fly when victory is yours. Yes, God will answer your prayers and we will praise him. I know God gives me all that I ask for and brings victory to his anointed king. My deliverance cry will be held in his holy heaven. By his mighty hand, miracles will manifest through his saving strength. Some find their strength in their weapons and wisdom, but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in the Lord, our God, who makes us strong and gives us victory. Our enemies will not prevail. They will only collapse and perish in defeat while we rise up full of courage Give victory to our King, our God. The day we call on you, give us your answer. And um, I know many of you have been following mom's word of miracles are springing up everywhere. And I believe that's an absolute just word from God because he is answering the call of his children and, and his daughters that have been walking and living this out. So that's so good. That's so good. So we are entering into fields of victory. And I just declare that that's not only Lauren's name, that's all of our names. We are entering into fields of victory. And uh, the Lord is as close as 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 my breath. He's as close as my breath is to me. That's how close he is. I want to give you this word that I read over our church Sunday morning. And it is a corporate word. Um, And I, I had put this message together And I said, it was early morning hours of Sunday and about four in the morning. And I said, Lord, is this the right message? Normally I I totally trust whatever pops up in my spirit. But I said, Lord, is this the right message? And and about an hour and a half later, I got a text from a pastor's wife 
And this was the um, scripture she sent to me, which really made me know that the message that God had given me for Sunday was right on. And then this morning, the Lord spoke to me real early because I jotted down several things to talk about. And he said, I want you to release the message you released Sunday. So we'll start at Proverbs 11 and 11. And what Lauren just said goes right along with it. The blessing of favor resting upon the righteous influences a city to lift it higher. You are a great influence in your city for the plan and purposes of God. Your city is going higher because you're there. Thank you for your faithfulness. Have a great service. So that's what my friend sent me. So I'm, I, I declare to you that your city, your home, your family is going higher because you're there. God has strategically placed you where he's placed you and your influence will be a catalyst for righteousness. Okay, so I'm going to give you the word that I gave to our church and now I'm releasing it to you. I am sending my grace to you. You are an heir of my favor, power, and freedom. I'm walking you into unprecedented realms of my grace and glory. I'm walking you into victory fields. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Lauren didn't know what we were going what I was going to talk about. Your house will witness miracles and suddenlies through the months ahead that will start the harvest flow that you have desired. A harvest of new converts, many new brothers and sisters, a harvest of freedom a harvest of prosperity, a harvest of fulfilled dreams, a harvest of surprises that delight your heart, a covenant of grace and favor. We are in the grace dispensation and the grace dispensation is literally a covenant with us. Once we receive Jesus and give our lives to him, a covenant of grace and favor. The harvest has started as a small breeze, maybe even a wind gust. A, then, then you will see a steady, strong wind, and then it will move to a full-blown wind that carries you into the sea of harvest, and then a hurricane of blessing, bringing you gifts and treasures from the kingdom. This grace will cause the harvest to be enormous in your life, larger than you imagined. Our natural minds will have trouble conceiving and understanding what is happening around us, but oh, the delight that will come to your heart. The influence of your house is expanding because of the grace I have extended to you. My grace and favor will be extended to every family and person under the sound of my voice today. Step into it. It's yours. I paid for it. Reach out to me. I'm as close as, you, as your breath. I am near to you. Let me help you. Let me love you and receive my favor and miracles. Mm -hmm. My grace is sufficient for your every need, desire, or dream. Follow me, my voice. I'm leading you from glory to glory. Now, Lauren, one of the things that the Lord um, really, um, an example the Lord gave me, was, you know, when you come to my house, you don't ask me to go to the refrigerator. You know, I just go eat. You just go eat. If you want some of my shoes, you just go in there and get them and then tell me two weeks later you took them. <laughs> if you want, if you want my jewelry, 
anything that's mine. Now, she even tries to fit her little body will even try on my big 2X clothes. Now that's, you know, it makes no sense, but she will do it. If she likes it, she'll try to belt it up or figure I'll out. I'll make it work. She'll make it work. <laughs> so the point is she's my daughter and it may just have my name mm-hmm. on it, but she knows she has full access. Can I say something to that? Um, Cause that was one of the things that I felt like God was saying to us is he's calling back you to a place of being a daughter again. He's calling back his daughters because until you understand that grace, until you understand that you're first a daughter, you can't walk out victorious living. You can't, you can't um, believe for things that you're, you know, because like she said, just last night, my daughter, Callie Ann, she's five, was following me around the church. I had practice at um, her Easter practice and she's following me around the church and she follows me everywhere. And to be quite honest, she drives me crazy a lot of the times. And um, she's you know, perfect. She is perfect. But you know, I was I I left the sanctuary to walk to the bathroom, and I left her in there. And I said, "You stay in here." But I knew she was going to follow me. And I'll get to the bathroom. I've got the door shut, and I hear her knocking. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, "You never bother me, so don't let her bother you." Wow. And. I felt like he was saying to us, we can't bother the Lord if we tried. He, he loves for us to follow yes, him. Yes, he loves for us yes, to knock on his door, yes. to ask for things and to expect things. And, you know, it, it's only when pride starts setting in, when we start getting older, we start thinking that we can do it on our own. When we, when we hesitate to reach out to God and to keep following him. But, um, you know, I just, I heard the Holy Spirit say that I never get bothered by you. And it doesn't ever irritate me when you call on me, but it irritates the enemy. Yes. It irritates the enemy when you won't leave God alone. And I just, I wanted to just encourage y'all this morning. God's looking for sons and daughters to irritate the enemy. He's looking for sons and daughters that don't have all the answers that, you know, and like mom said, I can go into her house and I can ask her, take something that I know she knows she'll, she'll give me that if it's good for me. But if I called up my mom and said, Hey mom, will you go buy me some drugs or will you, or okay, mom, can I go do this? And she knows, you know, there are some things that are just not in line with the will of God. And he says no for protection, but there is a certain place that he's calling us to get where we've got that faith in him that we can go and we can ask for something without fear and we can claim what is ours and we can take what is ours because we know that he's our father and that he loves us and everything that is in his home is ours as well. And sometimes a good thing God has for you, but you're not ready to receive it. Right. I have a friend that she's um, wealthy and she set up uh, trust for her children but her children get it at an appointed time right. when she knows that they are able to sure. manage it and it not hurt them. And many times the things that God has for us um, are big, they're huge. And, right. but we want them ahead of our maturity. So the best thing we can do is just get into the word and allow God to mature us. And then the gifts will be released when God knows that he can trust you with it. Right. And, you know, if, I, if I'm going to hand a child a million dollars, I'm going to make sure that that child's old enough right. that, that they're not going to go out and quit working and quit being motivated and lose. There's, I've seen uh, parents give things to children before they were ready and it ruined their lives. So remember this, 
Our God is a good parent. He's a good parent. Yeah. So anyway, I want to read um, a little bit about what we preached Sunday, because I think it'll be so powerful. Um, many Christians look at the New Testament through Old Testament glasses. And I have even done that because I was raised in uh, my early formative years as being a Christian was in a very strict legalistic um, denomination. And uh, we looked at everything through the law, through the eyes of the law. But we should be looking at the Old Testament through New Testament glasses. Jesus said, I have come not to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. So the New Testament and everything we see done through Jesus is a fulfillment of what God promised in the Old Testament. Jesus did not come to give us more law. He came to fulfill the law and give us a, and this is important, a better covenant. Because the the covenant of the law that came through Moses was not good enough. It would not fix the problem. Just in simple layman's terms, it would not fix the problem. The Old Testament will show you Jesus concealed but the New Testament will give you Jesus revealed. You will see Jesus revealed. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law. What is a covenant, Pastor Callie? What is a dispensation? It is a time that God chooses to, to talk to his people in a certain way. It, 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 the, the law that came through Moses, the covenant of, of law, the dispensation of law, God had a way. He spoke those laws and he said, here's how I want you to run your life. And then they had a tabernacle and they had a system of bringing animals every year and they would make sacrifices. uh, And this would not wash away their sins, but it would literally propel their sins forward until the perfect sacrifice came. How God dealt with Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel is different than how he deals with us because we're in the dispensation of grace. You know, I I always wondered why did God drive Adam and Eve out of the garden? That doesn't seem like a loving choice, but he did it because he knew if he didn't get them out of there after they had eaten the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if they went back and ate the tree of life, they would be eternally stuck in a damned position. So he drove them out of the garden so that he could go and prepare a sacrifice that would be his son to eventually redeem them. See, grace is so powerful in our lives. And I want to go to St. John 1 and 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth is in the person of Jesus. He didn't have grace. He was grace. He didn't have truth. He was truth. He embodied grace and truth. What is grace, Pastor Callie? Grace is unmerited favor. We didn't earn it. And Lauren, we couldn't earn it. There was nothing we could do to earn it. We are under now a new covenant of unmerited favor favor. And I really believe that there are doors opening over your life and over your family 
if you will just tap in to God's goodness, he is a good God. He loves you. He's not sitting around trying to figure out how he can beat you up every time you make a mistake. He's not trying to figure out how he can give you a one-way ticket to hell. That's not what he's trying to do. What he wants us to do is submit our lives to him and allow him through the process of a relationship with the Holy Spirit to separate things in us that are not good for us. Anything that undermines his love for us, he wants to remove from our lives. And I, that was a statement I heard uh, Lisa Bevere uh, say, and I thought that is probably one of the most powerful statements. God wants to separate me from anything that will undermine his love for me. Jesus was the embodiment of grace and favor. In the Old Testament, you were working for God. In the New Testament, God is working mm-hmm. for us. What we that's why the law didn't work. Listen, the law can show you how to live, but it can't give you the power to live that way. The law can tell me that I should not uh, steal, but the law can't give me a heart that wants to be integrous. The law can tell me I should not commit adultery on my husband, but the law can't give me a love for my husband. But Jesus, when he came, he said, yeah, I'm not only going to point you and show you what is right, but now I'm going to live inside you and I'm going to give you the power to live right. I'm going to give you the power, not only not to commit adultery, but to love your husband. I'm going to give you the power not to steal because you're going to love and honor and want to live a life of integrity. You see, I've always said, you you know, when, when a man and woman marry and they get married, there's going to be temptations, especially for you younger people. There's going to, there's going to be temptations where you're going to be mad at your husband and he's not going to talk to you for a few days. And Mr. Wright's going to show up and say all the right words. But you know what? Your love for your husband will help you keep that covenant. And your love for your wife should help you keep that covenant. And if you're having trouble in any area, any area, it's because we need a deeper revelation of God's love for us. And the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. The first miracle in your life was the miracle of salvation. The first miracle in your life was when you discovered and when I discovered that we couldn't do it without God. And and once we realize that and accept God and allow him to become the Lord of our lives, then we can literally begin to step in to walking out this thing called holiness. It is important that you properly discern the uh, agreement that you're in. Is the Old Testament relative? Of course it is. He didn't come to do away with the Old Testament. But the way we draw close to the Lord is through grace. It's through accepting his son, receiving his love, and then allowing that love to purify us and to, and to, to cleanse us, to sanctify us. I'm not the same girl I was 10 years ago. I was living for Jesus 10 years ago. I was preaching the gospel 10 years ago, but I'm not the same girl I was 10 years ago. Am I? 
No, no. I'm a better me. You are. You're not the same girl you were 10 years ago. No. You're a better you. We're on we're in process and God is drawing us close to him. Galatians 4, 4 through 5. This is so important. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. Jesus was born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. Okay. Jesus had to be born under the law. He couldn't redeem us from the law if he wasn't born under the law. He was born under the law because he was the perfect sacrifice. There had to come a perfect sacrifice. Then his blood was shed. And when his blood was shed, all sin, all sin was forgiven, all sin. But we, how we step into that, we're literally being adopted back into the garden state. Because in the garden state, Adam and Eve were his sons and his daughters. And then through sin, they fell, okay? But when Jesus died, we came back into right standing with the Father. And now we are his daughters. And so as daughters, we have all the rights of Abraham. We have the Abrahamic blessing. The same blessing that the Jewish people have, you and I have as a Gentile through the covenant of Jesus' death. When he died, there was a covenant forged that opened up salvation for all mankind because he didn't just come to the Jew. He came to the Gentile too. He came to both of us. Yes, the Jewish people are his people. They are his beloved people and they still are today. We love Israel. We stand for Israel. We pray for Israel. The Bible says you will be blessed when you bless Israel. And we bless God's people. But you and I, Lauren, through what Jesus did on Calvary, have been grafted in. We are adopted in. And now we are daughters with the full heirs of what God has. We are full heirs. We can have everything. We can walk in healing. We can walk in deliverance. We can walk in salvation. We can walk in victory. We can have more than enough in any area. God didn't just save us so that we could have eternal security, but he saved us so that we could have an abundant life here on earth and we could be a blessing to everyone around. We're blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. You got anything to say? No, you can go ahead. (laughs) Okay. I do, but I'll wait. Okay. I mean, I want to make sure I get it all. Jesus, the embodiment of grace through the Holy Spirit, will instruct you how to live your life. The Bible, uh, Jesus said, I, I must go away. He was talking to the, to the disciples. He said, I must go away so that I can come back. I can send the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will be your, your literal companion, your comforter. Um, Lauren does health and wellness. So she's always being people's coach. She's their coach. So she coaches them on how we just lost our deal. Hold on. Hold on, guys. We're coming back. Were we there? We're still there. Uh, She coaches them on how to take care of themselves, how to eat right, how to uh, take supplements, how to, you know, and you're a constant coach. So she's on the phone with them. They can pick up the phone and call her anytime they need her. She's a constant companion, a coach. Holy Spirit's your coach, mm-hmm. and he will coach you through every part of your life. And he wants us to know the word and the law, and he wants us to know his precepts 
because that's a roadmap. It's a, it's, it's, it's a tutor, but the Holy spirit will not only lead you back to truth, but the Holy spirit will give you the power to walk it out. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah. You know, uh, I always knew it was bad to have a, uh, I knew that my bad temper was not good. Mm-hmm. I knew that Holy spirit had convicted me about my temper, but it's taken years of me submitting to the Holy spirit where I don't lose my temper like right. that anymore. I mean, I'm not going to say I never lose my temper. That would be a lie, but it's not near like it was. And it doesn't happen very often because the Holy Spirit gives me the power to walk out what I know the word says. Yeah. Well, I think as, as a man and a woman of God, there's always that, it will always be that struggle between the flesh and the spirit and the woman God's called you to be and, and the woman of just the world. But as mom was saying, as, as we understand, as we're on this process of understanding and get a revelation of God's grace, um, that man on the inside of us, that spirit man, that victorious woman on the inside of us is built up to overcome the things of our flesh. And so we are supposed to be getting better at not losing our temper and doing things that we know are grieving the Holy spirit. That's supposed to be constant. But I do want to share the The definition of victory is the overcoming of an enemy or an antagonist, and it takes back what is stolen. And, you know, that is, that's where, that's what we're, we're called to be. And that's where we're called to, called to walk in. And, um, mom, if I can share this real quick, um, in Proverbs 31 on the passion translation, it talks about the radiant bride of Christ. And it says, I'm just going to read just a couple scriptures. Who could find a wife like this one? She's a woman of strength and mighty valor. She's full of wealth and wisdom. The price paid for her was greater than many jewels. Her husband has entrusted his heart to her for she brings him the rich spoils of victory and spoils are the goods that you would receive after a battle. And, you know, when I read this, that part just leaped out at me because as men and women of God, and as we understand who we are, and as we, we start gaining this revelation of grace and what we're called to walk mm-hmm. in and that we already have received the victory, then we can come along. We, we understand that we are alongside our coach. We are fighting every single battle with him. We don't come to him, you know, wishing and hoping that he would be victorious on our behalf, but we come to him bringing the goods of our victory and, and every blessing that he has, he has poured out and given. And so, um, I, the, you know, the victorious woman and that the, just being a woman of God and a man of God, you can either build Kings or you can ruin Kings. God has given us the power to do both. And when we are walking in our, our flesh and we are letting the, the enemy overtake us in those areas and we're not seeking the Lord and we're not praying daily, we're not seeking his word to grow and to, to gain this revelation that mama's talking about, um, you know, our words and our actions can be ruining the lives of just those, those around us. And, you know, when I think about, as I think about my boys, one of the greatest investments you can have as a parent is what you leave in your children. I mean, that is, that's absolute, the greatest thing. And when you realize that you have the power to not only in your own household, but your church family to speak out the King and queen in others and to build others up. um, It's extremely important. What God is, what God has just placed in us. Yes. And that's why he needs us to understand this because of what we're, we're called to do. That's awesome. Uh, the, one of the last scriptures I want to read, uh, Lauren, and uh, I'm going to read it in the Passion. What a God you are. 
Your path has been perfect. All your promises have proven true. What a secure shelter for all those who turn to hide themselves in you. Mm-hmm. You are the wraparound God-giving, God-giving grace to me. And that is in Psalms 18 and 13. The Lord is our wraparound God-giving grace. Wraparound. That means that grace wraps around my whole life. It wraps around my life. Mm-hmm. It wraps around my dreams. It wraps around my intentions. It wraps around my children. It even wraps around the things that are weak in me and helps me get victory. That, that, that grace has the power to, uh, the gr- grace can release power for freedom. Grace can release power for love when you need love. Grace can release everything you need. We must just lean into it. What do you have to say, Lauren? Nothing. You're I, awesome. Okay, okay. <laughs> I want you to. <laughs> She's Holy Ghost. <laughs> crazy. I want you yeah. to uh, read some of your prophetic words. If yes, you start. I, I want us to read some of our words so we can have time. Um, and I will say this, many of you commented, if you have been watching, cause I know mom's been doing this for a while. If you've been watching her for a while and you haven't received a word and you just, you're seeking God for one, make sure to reach out to us personally or mom personally. Um, so she can personally pray for you as well. Um, I Brooks Reed, um, when I saw your face, the, the scripture Proverbs 31, 16 popped out to me. She sets her heart upon a nation there and takes it as her own Wow! carrying it within her. She labors to plant the living vines. Um, you have a love for your nation and you have a love for people and you have a love for family. Yes. And as you, as you labor where you're at, that you are going to become just a living vine. You know, people are going to come to just yes. feed at your table and to feed off the tree of life that you and your husband and your family provide. God's going to continue to give you clarity and vision. It is the only, the beginning for you and for your ministry, all of your children, are going to serve the Lord and there's going to be generations of righteousness because of the things that you've chosen to do today. And, um, y'all are amazing, amazing family. And then, uh, Gloria had a check. Um, I just heard the Holy spirit say everything that my daughter does, she does well. You do well in mothering. You're a wonderful wife. You do well in your work. Yes. Um, but before you were a wife, before you were a mother, you were a daughter, and God's calling you back to that place. No. He's calling you to a place. Don't cry, mom. You're gonna make me cry. He's calling you to a place of deep intimacy. Yes. He's calling you to sit on the father's lap, to hear his stories and to his mysteries and the revelations that he's desiring to speak to you. He says, I'm never bothered by you. Your voice is music to me. He says, I love our time together. And Proverbs 31.10 is your scripture. And it says, where is it at? Lord, she's good at this. I might just let her take this show for six months. Oh, hush, mom. (laughs) Stop making me laugh. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's, where is it at? Where you made me mess up, mom. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll find Okay, it. here it is. Eight, it was 18. I'm sorry. 10 and 18. She tastes and experiences a better substance and her shining light will not be extinguished no matter how dark the night. Um, and then Proverbs 21, she is not afraid of tribulation for all of her household is covered in dual garments. You're just an amazing woman of God and God is so proud of you. Um, Kelly Atwood. 
I heard the Holy Spirit say, victory is yours. Declare the promise and enter the battlefield without fear because you've already won. Wow. War for your family and war for the body of Christ. God's allowed you to win small victories in battle so you'd have the faith faith to overcome the larger victories that you're in, the, the larger battles that you're in right now and the things that you will walk into. But there will be no fear because wow. you are victorious. Wow. And declare the promises of God over you and over your family. Wow. Um, do you want me to keep going? Or keep going. To? Okay. Uh, Emily Mock, I just saw Radiant Bride. You're sending out light wherever you go. I've made you to shine. Don't hold back. Don't second guess my voice. Speak when I say to speak. Prophesy when I say to prophesy. Yes. You are called for this time and for this season. Proverbs 29, 25 says fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back. But when you place your confidence in the Lord, he will seat you in the high place. And I see you seated in that high place. Fear and intimidation will not hold you back anymore this year. You're called to just walk victoriously. Um, Dolores Healy, God says, I am a faithful God. I will not hold back from you. You will see the victory. Keep praying, keep sowing, keep believing. Um, God is faithful. You know, something that, um, one of my spiritual fathers would say, he said, nothing, 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 pal. And you are called to read the story of Cornelius because of your faithfulness. God is yes. going to come and move on your family's yes. behalf and you are going to see victory. So keep staying faithful. And then Shauna Barron, I believe is how you pronounce your name. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been times that you felt overlooked and there's been times that you felt uninvited. And I just heard the Holy Spirit wow. say, I'm inviting you to dine with me. My food will always satisfy. My drink will, will quench the deepest thirst. I love to talk to you. Don't be afraid to ask me of anything. I will move mountains for you, says the Lord. If, any, if anyone drinks the living water, this is John 4, 14. This is your scripture. If anyone drinks the living water, I will give them. They will never thirst again, and that water will forever satisfy. And so I just break off all fear of man off of you. That fear is not going to hold you back anymore, and you're called to call that off of of daughters and and other women in Christ. You're going to call it off because God's going to bring you to a place of victory where you will not fear a man. And then Laura Davenport, um, I just saw you digging deep wells of righteousness. Whoa. Will you stop crying? I can't help it. Shouldn't be so annoying. Every time I bump. Okay. Psalms 103 and 17 is your is your verse. And the promises are for you and for generations ahead of you, after you. Your children will live in the overflow. Wow. I just saw your children walking in the overflow of the of the wells that you have dug of righteousness. And I see victory and miracles springing forth from those wells covering your entire family and your children. And then Miss Linda Berry, no more wrong turns. I heard the Holy Spirit say, I've cleared a path for you. Proverbs 23, 18 and 19 is your scripture. Wow. And the future is bright. This is a season of suddenlies for you. Amen. And then there's just one more. Okay. And it was Amber. I think, I think it's Hashimoto is how you pronounce your last name, Amber. Um, I just heard the Holy Spirit say he's cleaning out the clothes that don't fit anymore in your closet. And, you know, as royalty, um, you know, Kate, Kate Middleton, before she became a princess, couldn't wear the same clothes she wore 
when she became royalty. And God is requiring you to leave some things in your past so you can put on the things and walk into the place that he's prepared for you. So he's putting on a robe of righteousness for you. Proverbs 31, 22 is your, is your scripture. He's cleaning out old mindsets and he's, he's taking you to a place of higher standards. And there's something, um, God has already been speaking to you. It's going to sound ridiculous. It's going to be something personal that he's going to desire you to do. Um, and it, and it may sound ridiculous to you, but through it, God's going to build your character and he, he's going to build you to be the, the, the all, um, fear of what people think will, will leave the minute that you are obedient to what God's asking you to do. And, um, Proverbs 31, 22 just says her clothing is beautifully knit together, a purple gown of exquisite linen. And so, um, anyways, that is, that's what that is just so beautiful. Lord, we just thank you for all those words. We thank you for all your daughters and the, and the people, God, that Lauren has ministered to by the Holy spirit. And I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for Lauren. I thank you, Lord, for her heart. I thank you for her ability to hear. And I I hear the Lord saying, Lauren, that he's going to give you downloads upon downloads, treasures, strategic treasures, treasures for the body of Christ, treasures for your generation. God is preparing you for something that is so great beyond anything you can imagine. And just keep walking it out. I also got a word for Tabitha Underwood. And I heard the Lord say, go back and try again. And I was reminded of when Peter cast his net and he pulled it up and there was nothing. And then the Lord said to Peter, the professional fisherman, I mean, Peter knew where to fish. He was a fisherman, but the Lord said, go right back where you were at. And I want you to put it on the other side of the boat. And so Peter realizing that the Lord was given the instruction, he did it. And the catch was so large that the nets begin to break. Now, Tabitha, the Lord's saying, go back and try again. And this time you're going to catch what God wants you to catch. Just use your faith. Rhonda Harris. I, I just heard the Lord say, you need to enjoy the season you're in the now season. God is teaching you how to listen. We can be, and I am terrible at this. Yeah. Not enjoying the victory and the blessing I have right now thinking about what I'm wanting to conquer tomorrow. And Rhonda, I hear the Lord saying, breathe, slow down and enjoy the bounty you have right now. And if you will enjoy it and rest in his blessing, he will take you where you want to go, but enjoy the season you're in now. Deborah Burnside, I, I just saw you receiving the biggest gift you've ever received in your life. In fact, it was so big, you couldn't hold it. You were overwhelmed at the gift. And it is a gift coming from the Lord. And it's going to so bless you. And it's literally going to change your mindset about how God feels about you. And it is coming soon. Uh, Kirsten Griffin, um, I heard this in the secret place. You will unlock secrets. Mm -hmm. You will unlock secrets in the secret place. And this is for everyone listening. Why do you think the enemy tries to keep us from prayer? (laughs) The enemy tries to keep us from prayer because in prayer, we have communion. In prayer, we get faith. Our faith is built up. In prayer, we, we see clearly. But in prayer, God downloads secrets. Yeah. He downloads strategic solutions. So I just heard in the secret place, you will unlock secrets. Stay in your secret place. 
Sharon Lancaster, God is moving in your family. And there are many of your unsaved relatives getting ready to get, get saved by the power of the Holy Ghost. Shiona Flood, obedience is the key to your next step. Obedience is the key to the next entry of, of blessing. Obedience is the key. Cindy Juarez, uh, angels on assignment. That's what I heard. The <laughs> Lord has put angels on assignment Amen. for what you have asked him to do. So when the Lord says angels on assignment, that means it is done. That, when he sends his angels to go do something, they don't go back to the Lord until the thing is accomplished. Amen. So the angels are on assignment. Kathy Rose, the door will open and no man will shut it. You have been asking for a door to open for, for a, for an open door to something you're believing for. And the door will open and no man will shut it. Uh, Kimberly Ennis, I heard the Lord say, go to your closet of prayer. Go to your closet of prayer and God is going to download to you yours and your husband's steps, strengths, uh, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to interact. Go to the closet of prayer. Nothing can outdo our prayer life. It's the cornerstone of yeah. how we live our life is our prayer life. Mm -hmm. Allison Greer, uh, God has given you an idea or maybe he's already given you an idea. I just saw an idea from God is what the Lord said. So maybe he's given it to you or he's going to an idea from God that will change your family and the destiny of your family. Uh, I just sense that you're a woman that is smart and you're uh, entrepreneurial and it's an idea from God. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Tindall, uh, God is teaching you to trust. <laughs> He is teaching you to trust. And that's, I just saw it in big, like neon letters. And he, he wants, you know, you have a really good mind to make logical decisions. I mean, you know how to do logic, but God is teaching you how to do faith. Yeah. And faith doesn't always look like logic. Faith is higher than logic, but it always works better. So anything that you want to do in your life, you need to submit it to the Lord and you need to say, Lord, is this in my logic or where are you leading me? And so many times, what, at least in my own experience, what God would speak back to me was not always logical, but when I followed it, it brought forth peaceable fruit in my life. Amen. Amen. That's, that's such a word for Jennifer. Yeah. See, I didn't know anything about Jennifer other than I love her <laughs> and uh, I know that I love her. <laughs> Kelly uh, Barnett. I just heard the Lord say, love your enemies. Mm. love your enemies do good to those who persecute you uh the way up in god's kingdom is down the way up is down on our knees the way the, how we handle hate is love it's an upside down kingdom so love your enemies and hammock i saw a new door of opportunity opening for you and dusty it is a big door it is a door that no one can shut and it's coming from an unexpected place. It's not coming from where you expect. It is a new door. The Lord says he's pleased with you. James McFarland, God is hearing your prayers, James. God is hearing your prayers and he is moving in your family. Stand strong and do what God has called you to do. 
Uh, I also want to pray for Linda Grisham. Lord, I, I just, I wrote your name down because I just wanted to pray for you. Lord, I just declare the blessing over Linda out of Gresham, Oregon. I declare the blessing of God over you. I declare open heaven over you. And I declare that you will make wise decisions and that the Lord is sending you help in Jesus name. And then I wanted to pray for Karen Lynn. And I think if I remember correctly, she's out of New York. Karen, uh, I just bless you. I bless your family. I bless everything you set your hand to do. Uh, I, I ask the Lord to open up your ears so that you can hear and to clear up your sight so that you can see and to, to tweak your heart to be completely obedient to every instruction of the Lord. Many times we can hear and see, but once we see, we don't always like what we hear and see. <laughs> okay. I'm speaking from experience, but God's not going to only give you the ability to hear and see, but he's going to give you a heart to obey. And many open doors of blessing are coming to you. Lord, we just thank you for your people. We thank you for the opportunity to bless your people. I declare that miracles are springing up everywhere. <laughs> miracles are springing up everywhere. They're springing up in your families. They're springing up in your homes. They're springing up at your job. They're springing up in your business. They're springing up in your health and your mental well-being. Uh, there, there are things being given back to you that the enemy stole from you decades ago. This is a time to retrieve what the enemy has stolen. And I just prophesy that everyone listening, including me, me speaking and Lauren, everything the enemy has stolen is coming back to us a hundredfold. We love you so much. Be blessed. We'll see you next week. Praise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. I wear Hallelujah, heaven comes to fight for me.
For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.